Hey there, romance nerds. It is 2020. I almost said 2023. It is 2024, in case you weren't yet aware. And that means it's time for Jen and I to do our annual reading roundup of Ooh. our favorite romances of the past year. I was trying to like come up with some alliteration there. And it it didn't was cute. Really no, I'm you. just, Thank I'm cringing because as you guys know from the last episode, I did not read a ton of romance <laughs> last year. So it was, it was actually hard for me to go back and be like, oh, this was my favorite. Uh, so I'm not super thrilled. So you're going to hear the same books from me, unfortunately. I'm very <laughs> sorry. But they were good books and that's why they stand out in my memory. Exactly. A little mm-hmm. reminder. So yeah. Jen, kick it off. What was one of your favorites? One of my favorites, and I'm still really surprised by this, was The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy mm-hmm. from Megan Bannon. Bannon. I'm so sorry if I said your name wrong there. I think it's just because I it's a weird book but it's like weird in the coolest way ever it's the one where she is an undertaker and he is patrolling the strange and magical wilds of Tenera. so it's this fantasy world that's kind of cowboy-esque that's kind of for like a like a outback kind of a thing. Why did I think that this was just a weird Undertaker romance? It is a weird like Undertaker. It's not contemporary. Okay. really. I wouldn't call it contemporary, especially with the this, the fantasy element. But it was just surprisingly good, and maybe that's why I liked it as much as I did. Mm. I was not expecting anything that happened in it. I wasn't expecting the plot. I wasn't expecting like the jobs, the world building. It was really cool. So I think even if you're not a fantasy person, check out Undertaking of Heart and Mercy. It's worth it. I'm going to have to reshelve it mm-hmm. in the library because I definitely have it in the regular fiction. And if it's fantasy, it belongs in the fantasy. Mm-hmm. I would put it with romance still. Well, we don't separate out romance. Oh, well, whatever, wherever you want to put it, it's your library. <laughs> I just slap a heart mm-hmm. sticker on it if it's romance. But anyways, one of my favorite books is actually a monster romance. And it is an indie monster romance. It is A Soul to Revive by Opal Rain. Oh, those. And Opal is a really cool Australian author. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this kind of like post-apocalyptic world. This is book number five in the Duskwalker Brides series. It's this post-apocalyptic world where like a shadow realm has kind of smooshed with earth Mm -hmm. kind of like in avengers when all the worlds are trying to coalesce Mm -hmm. um but from it become come these like demons and these things called dusk walkers which are like demonic souls that become what they eat oh okay (laughs) so um but only when they're like babies so like the hero in this one has a raven skull because Mm -hmm. the first thing he ate was a raven yeah but this one I it was just so much fun. It starts with the monster who is the hero Mm -hmm. getting captured and the heroine helps him escape. And it's this kind of forced proximity, like Mm -hmm. insta lust, but also at the same time, you're a monster and I'm a human, which it's just fun. And Opal Rain writes Mm -hmm. that dichotomy so well. It is like I love it. And then I just have to read you one other reviewer said that the MC is a horny monster himbo. And honestly, that is just (laughs) the selling point. That is my dream, man. He is just like the dumbest dumbo. And (laughs) he's like seven feet tall and it's great. Mm -hmm. So A Soul to Revive by Opal Rain. I've got to read that. It's been on my list. You do. I I mean, the books are longer than I think a lot of other monster romances we've read. They're Mm -hmm. definitely longer than Ruby Dixon. Okay. Um, But the world building is Mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's set in Australia, but like post-apocalyptic Australia. Well, I will have to check that out and add that to my, uh, my new goal. And uh, make it this year. We'll see. I think the theme for me this year was I was really surprised by books. And I think maybe that's why I like them so much. Like, I did not expect to like I Kiss Cher Wheeler by Mm. Casey McQuiston. But I really liked it. And that's why it's on one of my top lists. I was not expecting a lot from it because I don't really read YA anymore. I thought it was going to kind of be like 
kind of stupid honestly <laughs> I, not stupid i shouldn't have i should have believed them and i should have trusted in them because red ride and royal blue was so good yes and i think there was just something about this with two awful people falling in love with each other and not wanting to acknowledge that they love each other and they're doing like the most to avoid it yeah was amazing to me yeah it just really took me back and i really loved this book i was surprised by how much especially with how much everybody in our book club hated it and here i was like no i think sure is really great i think it's just because ya is hard for a lot of people like me mm-hmm. i just don't want to read about teenagers kissing That's anymore fair. it just feels weird to yeah. me i guess mm-hmm. i mean i still love some ya's but ya romance is really hard for me mm-hmm. to read so i think that's why but i still love casey mcquiston yeah. and their next book is about like two chaos bisexuals mm-hmm. who go on a wine trip in yeah. Europe, and I'm so psyched for that. Mm-hmm. I requested an arc. I don't think I'm eating it, but anyways. Speaking of arcs I requested, I got sent Fangirl Down by Tessa Bailey, oh, which is okay. her next one that yeah. comes out, I think it comes out in February. Yeah, it comes mm-hmm. out February 13th. And listen, I don't like golf. I find golf very boring, and in my humble That's opinion, fair. it is a waste of good pasture land. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, well, okay, yeah. But this book made me want to watch golf. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It Why? is a bad boy golfer, Jeez. first okay. off, and Tessa is the queen of dirty talk. That's true. I mean, she could make me read a grocery list. But the whole premise of this is that the heroine is this golfer's number one fan, and she's, like, a golfer, golfer herself. Her parents own a golf shop, and she, like, she's basically golf mm-hmm. pro. She just doesn't compete. But she, like, has been following his career since he started, and mm-hmm. she is his number one fan, and she's always there, like, holding up signs, and she's always cheering for him, even when he goes, like – when he just flunks out like yeah. he just basically tosses in the mm-hmm. bat and then one day she doesn't show up to mm-hmm. one of his meets matches golf tournament thingies okay. <laughs> and he's like i have to find her oh wow, where did nice. she go that's really sweet because yeah. i my experience would be like oh there is my stalker and i should avoid them <laughs> but for him it was like only going on a quest but to find her it's also kind of funny because he ends up not like stalking her in turn but he like kind of just casually shows up at her family's golf club thing can you tell i know golf terms so well um and he and it's just had a hurricane go through Mm -hmm. so it's like completely destroyed he's like oh i was just coming here to golf for the day (laughs) what happened (laughs) and then he takes her on tour with him Mm -hmm. for like the next golf tournament the next masters tournament or whatever um and she is his coach oh and she becomes his caddy and she's the only female caddy in the league oh cool i might have to read that too even though i am like you and i hate golf and i think it's kind of stupid yeah but sorry to all the golfers out there. Sorry, I don't, I don't think we it. have golfers who listen. I just don't get it. I like mini golf. I'm terrible at mini golf. Well, that's not the point to be good at mini golf. You just go and have fun and you like hit the ball in the hole and it's fun. See, I'm too competitive and it goes too slow, okay. personally. But, but Okay, so there's a second one for my list to add down. to uh, 2024. It's Thank so, you so much. fun. You're welcome. And then this one I can't pronounce ever. Love Hypothesis. Hypothesis. I said it! Yeah! Hey, cool, look at me! Allie Hazelwood, I think because of all the hype about it and all of the, oh, it's Raylo fanfic in real life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not a big STEM person, so I just mm. thought it'd be really boring. And I'm like, I don't want to sit in a lab and look at test tubes. and <laughs> But it ended up being really charming. And it was really fun. And it was just kind of like a nice comforting read that, yeah, it's like an elevated fanfic. And I think that's why I really liked that one. Side note, the third one in that series, Love Theoretically, mm-hmm. is one of my favorites in it yeah, so far. So I got to keep reading them. I yeah. haven't yet, but that one I was really impressed with and I will have to pick up the rest. Yeah, there's something mm-hmm. like candy about yeah. her writing. It just draws you in mm-hmm. and it's fun to yeah, read. 
yeah. And my final one is Spells for Forgetting by Adrian Young. And this one actually took me two years to read. Oh, wow. <laughs> because Jeez. I did get sent an arc of it and I just couldn't get into it. But mm-hmm. then this past fall, you know, as we all do when fall weather hits, I was in a witchy reading mood. Mm-hmm. And this one is all about second chance, coming back, the prodigal son. Yeah. Um, and it's a mystical island off the coast of Washington, I believe, Pacific Northwest. And back when the characters were teenagers, there was a death and then the mystical orchard that has been on this island Mm. burned down. Um, And this is not a rom-com, by the way. So the son returns because his mom dies after they left because he was accused of starting a fire and everybody thought that he killed the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, So he comes back and his first love is still there, still living on the island. And it was just like... It was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. It really was. If you love practical magic, yeah. but you want it a little a little less angsty and mm-hmm. a little more like, ooh, then you okay. should read Spells for Forgetting. Good to know. I think sometimes, too, there's just certain seasons of your life where you have yes. to save a book for. Yeah, for sure. I think that's fair. Like, I've got a lot of books that I'm just waiting for. Yeah. Like Ruby Dixon's Dragons. Still, <laughs> it's got to be the perfect time to finish it. I read a bunch. I did read a bunch of those last year. Oh, okay. I didn't throw them in my top lists because, like, how much can I say about Ruby Dixon? I haven't said already. Yeah, but you know, I'll get there. This is the first year in the history of the podcast we have not done a Ruby Dixon January. I we we covered basically we everything. Have. Unless we want to go back to our and Jen doesn't want to talk about space. So, well, it's not that I don't want to talk about space. It's just like how much more is there to talk about space? If we you covered sci-fi. Read it. You would know there are other species we can talk about. She has catmen. Well, I'm not saying we can't talk. I'm just saying, like, it's space, though. It's aliens. We've, like, done it to death. Fair. I don't particularly have a new take on it. Do you? It's awesome. Well, that's not a new take. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Who knows? With the lights that they just discovered on some planet that are si- yeah. possible city lights, maybe we can talk about yeah, this Yeah, maybe in a one day months. we'll have an update. We'll see. Maybe we'll have first contact here in a couple yeah. months. And knock sure. on wood. That'll, with you. Yes, and then the romance podcast will cover it because they are <laughs> clearly coming for It'll brides. It'll be live not coverage. Like military operations. <laughs> All right. Well, this is devolved. Jen, what do we always say? Rejoin! Bye, guys. Bye.